Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy Teacher and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit that show us our many challenges right now at the present time are not merely economical, political, or societal, but a disconnect from our true being or soul wisdom. And today I am delighted to welcome Les Jensen to discuss his new book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, which shares a story to help us embrace the bold ideas of heart and soul and to trust that there is a way for them to manifest. Hello, Les, and what a pleasure it is to have you again with us. Uh, Les Jensen is a former guest of Healing from Within and author of Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. And to listen to that show, go to the radio page of my website, CherylGlick.com, October 2019. So, Les, thank you for joining me again. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm so glad to be here. Les, as listeners of healing from within, and you know, uh, we have come to expect over the years uh, that my guests and I will share intimate stories, insights into ways to open awareness to higher consciousness so we, we may come to know more about our energetic source of life, navigate these turbulent times, and live our most authentic lives as spiritual beings having a physical life with the personal power which can be used within to create, manifest, and realize our divine potential and soul right, which wants to live in harmony and balance with greater love and compassion. So in learning more about our dual nature, we discover infinite possibilities to thrive and live the life of our soul dreams. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Les Jensen, who has worked in the broadcast television market for 30 years and is an author, inspirational speaker, radio host, and energy master, will share ideas on how to find meaning and fulfillment, joy and purpose in life, offering a view on how to act as your own citizen king to live an exceptional life in your own authentic kingdom created by your heart and soul intentions and creation. Les, you may remember that I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, perhaps a place or event that may have shown you or others around you the lifestyle, work, or values you would embrace as an adult. For like you, I believe, before each of us were born, our souls had a vision of what life could be, and to honor that vision can bring us greater joy, happiness, and gratitude. We've got to remember who we are and what life is really all about. So tell us a story of your earlier days. Well... I knew I was in for an important uh, life path when I was about 12 or 13. The Boy Scouts went out to the reservoir, and I I swim like a big rock. I don't swim at all. And (laughs) 
<laughs> all, all the scouts wanted to swim out to this platform that was floating maybe a hundred yards out. And they all laughed and I had to get up the gumption to try to swim out there. And I swam out there and, and uh, I finally made it to the platform and I felt very confident with myself, but uh, just a few minutes later, they got bored and swam away. And so I'm, I'm trying to swim back and I'm doing a backstroke and I'm just a kid and I hate my face being in the water. So I'm tilted my head back to look at the trees when the shore is coming along and I could have swore I was close enough and I stopped and I put my foot down to touch the bottom and I sank like a rock and the last vision the last visual I had was all the air from my lungs was going up to the surface while my body was sinking to the bottom and then I blacked out so I should be dead mm. I, I blacked out and nobody saw me I was at the bottom of the reservoir I wasn't flailing around and somehow somehow I wake up and I'm up on the shore yeah. and as a kid, I'm like, oh, my God, they left me here. And I just got up and started running around looking for the other scouts. But how did it I looked, get out of the water? It looks like you had a divine intervention. It does. Maybe one of those <laughs> angels or souls knew it was not your turn to go and had to get you to the shore. You know, I had a similar experience at the ocean. Uh, I wasn't a very good swimmer, and we were just walking in, my younger sister and I. We didn't really go very far, and then something pulled us out, and I couldn't touch the ground, and I couldn't swim, and my sister was going over, and I felt so bad because I wasn't strong enough to save myself, much less right. her. And somehow, we both also got pushed in. But I never forgot it. And I didn't yeah. know at that time. It would take me a long time to put the pieces together of our soul journey. But I I think now that perhaps like you, we were saved for because it wasn't our time. And we had work to do. Soul yeah, work we to had do. work to do. Yeah. So uh, you remind me of that. And I do think about it every once in a while, remembering... The water pulling me down and choking and my sister and I felt very guilty that I couldn't help her at the, at the moment. She was little. Yeah. I'm sure my angels rolled their eyes and said, oh boy, he's in trouble. I yeah. guess we got to, they had to put down their organic whiskey and... and <laughs> I love that. There were other times, I'm sure, for you and me, too. But we always have the help around us because we know we have a destiny and a plan. And, and we're going right. to be here as long as we have to to fulfill all our soul dreams and needs to excel and to help others. Now, in this book, Citizen King, you use the word prasanna. I like to use that word sometimes. I think of it as a big, <laughs> like energy around me that throws good light and thoughts and positivity into the world. That's how I think of my persona. But what does that term mean to you? Well, in the book I talk about the cosmic two-by-four cracking me open and this immense amount of energy coming pouring out of me. And... 
this was this was um very strong emotions coming out of my subconscious and for decades i had no clue i had no clue that i had very prominent emotions dictating my every day and so i like the term persona because it includes the physical and the non-physical aspects of ourselves you can think of a persona as the total collage of all the elements that make up you, both etherical and physical, if that makes sense. Yes, I love that. And you wrote this list. We must know that we are all made from the same fabric, a vibrant and endless point of human consciousness. We all are the thing itself. We all have a body and our unique personality. So we have our human and we have our divine Aspects, and we all have that inner place where our own crafted inspiration flows when nurtured. Well, that's what just what you just said, as in describing persona. I love it. I love it. It's the truth. It's beautiful. So let's go on to what are some of the more common ways we tend to shut down our own power, personal inner power, without even knowing it. It's there for all of us, but we shut it down. How does that happen? Our, um, I could answer 15 different ways, but in this moment, I feel like our ego's habits with our emotions, because our emotions in and of themselves are impersonal. Our emotions don't have a preference for how we feel them. Wait, what? It's our ego that has established a habit with an emotion. So something will trigger you in the emotion of, say, for example, anger comes up. And now you're going to drop into a pattern reaction. That pattern reaction has nothing to do with the emotion itself. It's a learned habit of your ego. So how do we disconnect from our power? One of the very big ways is we take the feeling of an emotion and we assign through habit, through habitual patterning, a reaction to the feeling, whereas the emotion in and of itself doesn't care how we react to it. It's our ego that has a, a repetitive response and thus a repetitive result which keeps us stuck. Yeah, I like to think of it as our emotions are neither good or bad. Right. They they are how we perceive it and what we do with it. And we need to just know we're here to have experiences. And if we get past judgment, all experiences, you know, they only happen in the moment. And then they're over, and they're in the past. Yeah. So we don't yeah. need to retrieve them unless they serve some purpose for creating something a good or positive in our moment again. So that's the main idea that you're talking about. You also go on to talk about another main idea, which is the law of attraction. So tell us that. Well, the cosmic 2 by 4 that cracked me open showed me this immense amount of anger in my psyche. And I wasn't an angry guy. And yet I had attracted to me an angry boss. And he was mm. he was three things. He was malicious, 
He was belittling, and he was my angel. He was sent to stir up my subconscious anger. And so the uh, it really was a gift. The law of attraction draws to us teachers to show us the unresolved aspects of ourselves. You know, uh, a, when you're saying woman, that, yeah, I'm thinking... I didn't think of it that way, but when you're saying it that way, it's absolutely true. I remember having uh, an assistant principal at one of the schools I worked at who riled me up, and I'm a very calm person. So are you from your voice. I can tell from your energy and your voice that it takes uh, something very big to to steer, you know, to take you off course from your direction. Sure. And for me, it's the same. And this woman just knew how to push every button and she yes. was doing tremendous harm to me in, in my, the I was with a special ed class and she was undermining me I had returned to teaching after many years just because I spiritually wanted to help the situations in the inner city and so I'd gone right. back with a purpose and not to have a career but to give it time to help whoever I could in that you know facility As a, so at the end, you know what? I saw that she was in great pain, and I found. Oh yeah, sure. And I found, and she asked me a question about um, uh, if there was an afterlife, because she had lost her father, and felt very alone. And I told her most certainly I I was developing into a medium, which I had always been, but. I was learning how to use it or wanted or it was time for me to use it. And do you know, she shifted and she became a different person. So I yeah. had to get pa I had to get past the abuse and and my own fear and anger which was all mixed up together because she was acting really uh, incredibly. How did you describe your boss? Well, well, they they seek out people that are responsive. They subconsciously connect with people that would respond to the stimulus of anger. Mm. But you know, a lot, a lot of spiritual teachers say anger is a bad emotion that we should never feel anger, and that's baloney. All no, no. of our emotions, all emotions are necessary. Now, anger is is has a really rich gift to it. Wait, what? Did I say anger has a gift? Yes. Anger is showing you, yet one more time, how you've been incongruent with yourself. And along with it is, is some very high-intensity energy that's impersonal. So when you feel anger rise up in you and you feel that anger start to boil up, that's the energy for you to use to resolve the incongruency in your life. The energy in and of itself is indifferent. And so many people, when they feel that feeling of intense anger, it intimidates them, and they try to shove it somewhere in their psyche where they don't have to feel it, and, and that's a very dysfunctional habit. We have some bad habits, <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and, and to be free from the bondage that you say this, to be free from the bondage of posturing, the bondage of judgment, the bondage yeah. of stagnant beliefs or emotional posturing, 
to these different emotions we have is because we've been manipulated, controlled, and brainwashed to prevent us from disasters, and it also prevents us from discovering what you call that personal kingdom within ourselves, who we really are. Oh, yeah. So this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. And many of us are very sensitive people, right? Especially people who are pursuing an understanding of the ego versus the soul reality. Eh? Oh, sure. So, yes. So how can forgiveness and compassion be directly related to our ability or our inability to express ourselves in a powerful word. Does it, that's an important word, forgiveness. Very important well, word. Oh, it is. And a lot of times our society will label us as emotionally irresponsible if we, if we show our emotions. And um, there's a lot of judgment around um, freeing yourself from your own karmic stigmas. And so when you can forgive yourself in and of yourself, regardless of anybody else on the planet, when you recognize that all the habits that you've learned, functional or dysfunctional, were actually just survival tactics based on what you knew in the moment, when you forgive yourself, the, the reactive pattern of judgment dissipates and and disappears and that breaks you out of a a a cyclic pattern of um a very unproductive habit so forgiveness and compassion set you free in in truth um even though we we can do horrible things in the past um the divinity of ourself never wavers. In other words, our, um, you'll never go outside of yourself and find something, a belief, a person, whatever, and bring it into your persona to make yourself complete. There's never a moment ever that you're not complete from your divine identity. But our ego can blame ourselves that somehow we messed up and we label ourselves as unworthy of that divinity, unworthy of that unconditional love. And forgiveness and compassion can dispel that and release it and give us permission to fully embody that. You know, Les, you wrote, when you can forgive and move into compassion for every single life story that is playing out, you are entering the arena of unconditional love and acceptance for the many faces of humanities. Yes. And you know, it reminds me when I was a kid. I was either laughing or crying. I'm an empath, and I would either be in the swing of the happy times or then feeling the pain and um, disillusionment of people who were very sad were unhappy and I didn't know it and talking about forgiveness and guilt and anguish I'm so glad that people accepted me I didn't get judged too much I didn't get labeled too much even though I was in the gifted class and a sensitive kid and I guess something about me was still likable even though I was 
flowing, you know, between different realities. Right. And my soul energy was probably not as grounded as it should have been physically. So that's what we want to do. We want to see everybody, even in their weakest moments or in their bad moments, like the people who upset us and brought, you know, anger to us. We want to see them as having that divine face of spirit or God or goodness or kindness. Everyone's got it, even when they make mistakes, right? Yeah, you don't you don't ever do um, anything of harm or of um, to like negative karma unless you perceive it as a valid choice of the moment. So we have, I mean, as we we chose as souls to disconnect from the truth, and the more disconnected from the truth our ego conjures up stories and and narratives and values of what's important. And then we start making decisions based on what's already been created. And then we, that's when we start to stumble and fall. Yeah. You know, you say less, many people have had their lives turned upside down and cracked open. And for millions, that was 2020 an unexpected year of tragedies. But you say Citizen King was written just after that kind of incident that changed your life forever, a wake-up call for the soul. Could you tell us about your personal wake-up call? Oh, sure. sure. Well, part of it was that cosmic two-by-four, but uh, like you just mentioned, any time our life gets turned on its head, or we go through a, a significant change. We we get out of the military. We get out of college. Um, and Citizen King is a great book to make sure that your life is on track with your soul's intention, with your life purpose. Citizen King takes you through the processes of when everything is is in disarray, how do you reconstitute a sense of self? How do you reconstitute a purpose, a reason why you're here? And so I wrote Citizen King because of I had no idea what my life purpose was. I had no no clue whatsoever that I'd be a established author, a radio host, a, an energy master. Those weren't even in my in my conscious awareness until I got cracked open. And if your soul's going to crack you open, it's because you're not paying attention. And Citizen King gives you things to think about so you pay attention to what's important. Well, when you say that, it reminds me that in 1993, I was very sick with the flu and... Uh, I thought it was a dream at the moment, but there was my grandfather telling me that I had to write something for for my father. And the very next day I found out my father passed, and right. I, I was encouraged to write his eulogy. But it wasn't a dream. It was a spiritual visitation from my grandfather, and he was, to say what you're saying, cracking me open to remember my childhood 
when I would lie in bed at night and through the window, we were three floors up, I would see these beautiful faces in the window, and I would feel energy touching my skin, you know. And now I knew, know that clearly that souls that have passed and survived physical death and are eternal uh, were what I was supposed to write about in my first book. Life is no coincidence, the life and afterlife connection. So that would be an awakening, a time sure. when I was ready to do the serious work. Perhaps there were other awakenings, and maybe I didn't pay attention. I wasn't ready. I didn't have uh, enough experience, and I needed more. And then in my second book, I knew clearly that souls that had passed survived physical death and uh, so I wrote The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, and explained my transformation and use of energy. And in the third book in the series, which, by the way, I was told 25 years ago I would write three books, and like you, I said, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they knew the plan, but I wasn't quite ready for the plan yet. So in the third book, I show or prove our soul potential as you do, for creation and how we are transcending these very hard times in order to live in a higher state of awareness so we can fulfill our human and our divine aspects, what we came here to do. It has to be done together, otherwise a part of it is left out. Now, how does our relationship with love relate to our personal power. We started talking about that interpersonal power at the beginning of the show. And what do you want readers of Citizen King briefly to take away with them? The Our ego cannot comprehend how vast and expansive our potential is. Only our soul can understand that. And so Citizen King teaches your ego to step aside and let your soul work through you, in you, as you. I love that. Yes, let the ego of physical life step aside for a while so we can connect to our heart and soul, and then we can find the very best of this physical world and our soul life. And I want to thank you, Les Jensen, author of Citizen King, for sharing with our listeners an approach to discovering one's innermost powerful self, a soul that is the creative force for all that is in the physical realm, as well as how to use this power to create our own kingdom of magnificent miracles, dreams, ultimately not merely surviving this physical life, but triumphantly thriving in a glorious world of endless possibilities for using this divine potential to create hidden heaven on earth go to lesjensen.com to purchase and read more of these expansive approaches to improving your own life is that correct yes or newhumanliving.com either one okay thank you in summarizing today's episode of healing from within we have come to remember our true being as souls having a physical life with the ability to remember the vision of life that we created long before we entered this physical life journey. By honoring that vision and becoming a citizen king of our own manifestations through our thoughts and actions, 
we choose the best version of ourselves and help life to evolve in a way where all people are valued and allowed to pursue their own journey. And therefore, we give up judgment, we learn acceptance and greater compassion for everyone, even the most challenged and lost souls who are unable to embrace this path to living an exceptional life. Lesson I would have you begin to hear the music of the universe, which sounds a triumphant burst of love for you and all living things helping us to dream and live a life of wonderment while allowing the flow and encouraging the dream to grow even bigger. Show up in each moment and follow your heart. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read about and listen to leaders in the metaphysical, scientific, spiritual, medical, psychological, business, lore, and the arts and music fields as they help us search for an awareness of age-old questions about the nature of life, both in terms of our physical and energetic possibilities. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.